Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You know, I have some that'll melt your teeth, but as your teeth melt, they're going to taste good. Um, I guarantee that. What's the hottest thing you've ever eaten? I can't really recall myself, but one of my favorite episodes of The Simpsons is when Homer goes to the town chili cook-off, takes the slightest taste of a Guatemalan insanity pepper, and goes on a spirit journey, guided by a talking coyote, of course, voiced by the legendary Johnny Cash. But that was 1997, and back then, the hot sauce market was about $130 million, according to CNN. Fast forward to 2022, where a stat from Fortune Business Insights indicates the hot sauce market was valued at almost $3 billion last year and is projected to grow to over $5 billion by the year 2030. And because ingredients are relatively easy to procure, home hot sauce makers are like the new home brewers. Hot sauce is where craft beer was like five years ago. It's like the cool thing. It's kind of blowing up. Everybody wants to be part of it. But that got me thinking, is there a correlation between how our brains respond to alcohol as well as heat? When you eat super spicy food, it's basically like doing drugs. No, you get like a really good endorphin dump from things that happen when you eat something like truly spicy. So I get euphoric. I get like a very like stony kind of brain thing going on. My pinkies go numb. My calves go numb if I eat things that are really, really hot. I'm Jim Hankey, and this week we're examining the world of hot sauce and one entrepreneur's journey from living on the streets of Tucson, Arizona to the biggest stage in all of spice. Let's get looped in, Chicago. So, all right, gentlemen, you guys ready to rock and roll? Three, two, one, chow down! I'm at the fourth annual Illinois Hot Sauce Expo in Joliet. It's already a sweltering, muggy morning here, and vendors line about two blocks, selling their sauces and giving tastes to anyone who walks up. Some people use little plastic spoons, but others planned ahead, carrying entire bags of tortilla chips. You've got specialty cocktails, action-packed wrestling, and one of the first big events of the day is an eating competition, the Donuts of Death Challenge. And like I said, this is the mildest challenge of the day. I'm giving these guys free breakfast today. Let's go, gentlemen, let's go. These people put on peak top dollar for a show today. In 2017, the Guinness Book of World Records named the Carolina Reaper the hottest pepper on the planet. And these donuts are not only stuffed with Reaper jelly, but they're ever so lovingly dusted with Reaper powder as well. And the first person to wolf down two wins. So my idea was I'm going to power through this real quick because I can, I can smash some donuts normally. Uh, and then as soon as I got up there, I saw the whole entire donut just covered in Reaper powder. And it got to me mentally. I caught up with one of the competitors, Max Bisak, from Morris, Illinois, once he exited the stage. He came in second, and I asked him how he was feeling about five minutes later. Oh, I mean, my, my heart's racing. Uh, my mouth isn't really on fire anymore. It's more the extremities. Uh, my cheeks right below my eyes, they're just on fire right now. But does Max regret it? Not a bit. 
Oh, I, I would recommend anyone to try it. Uh, it's, it's definitely an experience to have. So we've heard a few clips about the sensations one can get from eating something insanely spicy. Some describe a numbness or a euphoria as they feel the burn. But this got me thinking, certain types of alcohol make us feel that burn too. Side note, you may want to dig into our recent episode about Malort for more on that. But is there science at work here? Do the receptors in our brain respond to heat the same way that they respond to booze or to drugs? According to the National Library of Medicine, neurons in our mouth and tongue contain receptors activated by things like acid, heat, and capsaicin. That's the main component of chili peppers that make them spicy in the first place. When you're eating something hot, your nerves are literally sending a distress call to your brain. Like, hey, help, fire! And in high doses, capsaicin can legitimately make you hallucinate, bypassing the pain phase altogether and so quickly that you simply rush to a state of bliss. Capsaicin also bonds to special receptors in our digestive tract, creating a chemical called anandamide. That binds to the same receptors as THC derived from cannabis. As for alcohol, it triggers a response of a concentration-dependent manner. That means the greater the concentration or the higher the alcohol content, the greater response there is to it. Which is why if you've ever tried to remedy your mouth with a cold beer after eating spicy wings, you actually feel worse. Hence, you're encouraged to combat that punishment with milk, one of the few beverages on earth containing casein, a protein which breaks down capsaicin. Let's try the sweet summer heat then, let's try that. Admittedly, my palate is not the strongest to take on something like a Carolina Reaper. In fact, I'm even allergic to paprika. So back at the expo, I stayed mild and tried sweet summer heat with flavors of lime and pineapple from Faya, an indie hot sauce brand based in Philadelphia. Founder and owner Roddy Fernandez is Dominican, and at the Faya booth, I asked his business partner and wife, Monica Fernandez, if those roots speak directly to Faya's efforts as sauce makers. 110%. So the sweet summer heat that you had was actually Thali going, I miss being in the Dominican Republic. I need something super tropical. That's where the pineapple kicks in. The Mama Juana has spiced whiskey. There is a spiced whiskey drink from the Dominican Republic, which is actually called Mama Juana, which we use inside of the sauce that creates the Mama Juana profile. The tamarind is very big in the Dominican Republic. So all those fruity flavors are definitely very Dominican based. When I initially walked up to the expo, I overheard several hot sauce fans gushing over which vendors were already set up. It was like these small one and two person companies from around the United States were rock stars in the eyes of those who love what they do. People traveled from all over to sell their wares or just to taste them. And you could see people connecting in person who may have only met online prior. I chatted with an attendee, George Shade, who told me that I wasn't far off in my estimation of the hot sauce community and the music community having something in common. I liken this a lot to the heavy metal community. Yeah. <laughs> because the heavy metal community is a very devout, family kind of oriented, like you take care of your own, like, you know, if you're, you're a metalhead or you love rock and roll, you're, you're there. It, you don't have to be anything, you just have to love the music. Hot sauce is the same way. And I find that there's actually a link. Like there are even, you know, many rock metal stars that decided to, to delve I mean, into the hot sauce the world. For, for so maybe it's again that high, maybe it's that that extreme piece that link together and it's a brotherhood yeah. or sisterhood, family. So how does one even hear about a new small batch craft hot sauce? 
These are tiny, sometimes family-owned businesses with no more than five employees, so a big marketing push is non-existent. George's son, Logan Shade, mentioned a few other avenues. Social media outlets like TikTok and Instagram, hot sauce fan groups online, and unquestionably, a little program that's become the Super Bowl of the hot sauce world. Someone, I don't know, like Gordon Ramsay coming on Hot Ones multiple times, and then pointing out a certain hot sauce that maybe your buddy made. It boosts not only your popularity, but it also reaches people who usually it's like, especially with someone with a, such a refined palate, to go, what is this one from? It's going to peak not only the hot sauce heads who typically watch it for the, you know, getting to see the actors cry on, on set <laughs> or, you know, die. But it's also the fact of people in other spheres to go and go like, oh, if he's pointing that one out, it has to be good. Logan just said the two words on any sauce lover's lips, hot ones. If you haven't seen it by now on YouTube, you are one of the few. Its tagline is pretty self-explanatory. It's the show with hot questions and even hotter wings. Evanston native Sean Evans is the host and he conducts a deep diving celebrity interview while the guest attempts to finish 10 chicken wings, each one with an increasingly hotter sauce, mostly from small manufacturers. Hot Ones has about 12 million subscribers on YouTube alone, with their most popular video, Chef Gordon Ramsay's first appearance on the show in 2019, garnering almost 120 million views as of this recording. So to use that heavy metal analogy from earlier, having your sauce selected and featured on Hot Ones and then maybe even liked by the guest is the equivalent of Lars Ulrich from Metallica stopping mid-performance to announce to a sellout crowd, hey, I just got this awesome demo tape. You should check it out. We'll come back to the esteem Hot Ones holds over the industry a little later. Now, if you're the toughest of the tough and the idea of getting your heat from a sauce seems too basic, through my research for this episode, I discovered a different way that heat seekers are flirting with capsaicin chaos. The square beef pepper burn to me, almost feels like a like a chapped feeling to the back of my throat. It's it attacks the back of the throat so violently. It's almost like uh, Brian Ames is one of the hot sauce community's leading YouTube influencers. Based in Cincinnati, his whole channel is dedicated to heat challenges, hot sauce reviews, eating peppers, and more. Like hot ones, a thumbs up from him is a big score for any sauce maker. The videos that do well on my channel are definitely going to be the more extreme stuff. My big passion is highlighting these sauce makers and trying to give them hopefully more of a um, of a voice in the industry. My goal is to try to like basically convince people to try new sauces that they maybe have never had before, and then they might find something they're absolutely loving. And now this hot sauce maker that might not have a large voice might be selling a bunch of sauce, and then all of a sudden the industry is growing. And uh, people are eating more hot sauce and spicy food, and then we're all good. I asked him about the hottest thing he's ever ingested, and I was surprised to learn it wasn't a spoonful of sauce or a whole pepper at all. Instead, it was one single drop of something called Lime Lament by Inferno Farms out of San Diego. It's a uh, spicy pepper tincture. And so what you can do is you can take pepper powder generally and then you soak it in grain alcohol, let it sit, uh, let it marry and do its thing for a very long time. It will do it for months, years. Uh, take the lid off, let it evaporate, and then you've got like superpower, like fire juice, basically. And you take and you then the doses by the drop. Yep. Whip the wings out the window and say sayonara to the sauce because the most hardcore heat lovers take their potion by the tincture for the most concentrated out-of-this-world burn imaginable. But Brian told me that this practice actually serves a worthwhile purpose. 
I, I use tincture for two things. So tinctures can be so powerful that you don't get the stomach issues and stomach cramps that can come with ingesting like a large volume of spicy food. So people that do like food challenges, pepper eating contests, things like that, you generally can't keep that in your body and digest it because you'll get extreme cramps from it. Tinctures kind of save you from that because it's a low physical volume of liquid or of, of dosage that you're putting into you, but you can have the maximum amount of effect. So I like it because of the endorphin dump and the endorphin rush that you get from doing something that's spicy, but people also use it as like tolerance builders. And so if you're going to be doing a challenge or if you're going to be going to a pepper eating contest or something like that, you can use that to increase your tolerance. And it works the same way with anything, you know, so the more spicy food you eat, the more of a tolerance you get for spicy food. When we come back, I'll introduce you to a sauce maker who quite literally went from homeless to hot ones and the unexpected undertaking to get there. We're going to hear the story of Zach Perkins and High Desert Sauce Company's Teak Hot Masala when we return. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. So it's clear that Hot Ones won't feature just any old bottle of sauce. I met a few vendors at the Hot Sauce Expo who have had their products featured on the show, some even multiple times, who absolutely use host Sean Evans's face as an advertisement at their booth. And frankly, those booths did have the biggest crowds. In my research for this episode, I came across a story about a hot sauce maker in the Southwest who overcame a lifetime of obstacles to sit at the top of the industry. My name is Zach, 41, live in Tucson, Arizona. I own and operate High Desert Sauce Company. Zach Perkins has lived all over, born in Denver, raised near Philadelphia, and by the time he was in third grade, had already attended five different elementary schools. The reason for the moves were due to what he calls his parents' alternative lifestyle. Finally, with stints in both California and Florida over the years, He's called Arizona home since 2002. He moved there to finally establish a relationship with his biological father. But tragically, his dad passed away before that relationship could truly manifest. Zach says he started using drugs when he was young and struggled with addiction, eventually experiencing homelessness. Out here in Arizona, one of the stipulations to stay in an actual shelter is you've got to be sober when you show up or present yourself as being shipped sober. I was never that guy. Zach has been sober since January 3rd of 2017. He had been clean six months prior, but says he had a pretty major relapse that New Year's Eve. He told me it almost cost him everything he had built until that point. His job, his relationship, everything. So after relapsing that New Year's Eve, Zach says he had to make a decision to either continue down the road he was on or stop immediately to try to rebuild what he had damaged. At the time, Zach was working at a local food co-op, developing skills in the kitchen and making his own barbecue sauce that didn't rely on sweetness so much as heat. And as his barbecue sauce got spicier and spicier, he says his current partner introduced him to the possibilities of small craft artisan hot sauce. Eventually, he perfected his first sauce, Tamango Habanero. He gave it away to friends and family in four-ounce mason jars until one particular haircut changed his trajectory. Just getting my haircut one day, and I asked the barber, I'm like, hey, man, you in the hot sauce? He's like, yeah. So I went home, 
and got him a jar, gave it to him. And next time, and he's like, Hey man, why do you not have a label on this? So that, that was kind of what put the bug in my ear. And then on September 8th, 2018, I filed for my EIN and set up my LLC. And I desert was technically born. Eventually, Zach created a flavor based off of chicken tikka masala, his favorite Indian dish. Featuring a medium-hot mix of Anaheim, Ghost, and Carolina Reaper peppers, the description online for Zach's sauce, Teak Hot Masala, boasts that it turns up the volume of curries and soups, as well as hearty meats like lamb. Look at how beautiful this sauce is. It's this, like, vibrant orange, flex going on in there, peppercorns. Only straight-up masala, like, Indian food-inspired sauce I've had. This is Brian Ames taste-testing it on his YouTube channel. Ooh! <coughs> There's that heat. Ooh! Okay! All right, bringing the heat with this. So as business continued to grow for Zach, with positive reviews from tastemakers like Brian, the biggest showcase for indie sauces, hot ones, came calling and asked Zach for some samples. And although they passed on High Desert initially, Zach continued to perfect things on his end. Around Christmas of 2020, he sent the showrunners a special care package. This was a limited edition set of sauces he created in honor of Brian's father, who had recently passed from complications from kidney disease, with a portion of the proceeds going to the National Kidney Foundation. I basically sent the Hot Ones folks that set with a little note says, hey, I don't really expect anything of this. Happy holidays. Just enjoy the sauce. That March, they reached out and were like, hey, man, we want this on, on the show. When we were talking over Zoom, I cried. Like, just the opportunity to be on that stage meant so much to me because not even five years prior, I was a homeless drug addict. You know what I mean? And what's extra amazing about Zach's sauce being chosen for Hot Ones is how quickly it happened. Every small batch maker wants to be on Hot Ones. Every, every single one. I got a lot of hate from some long timers in the community because, you know, I've only been in business for whatever, three, four years. I'm already on hot ones and it didn't sit well with a lot of people is what it is, not my problem. But before he could really celebrate the fact that Teacot Masala and High Desert Sauce Company were about to hit the international stage, Zach had to make good on what's expected of a sauce maker if they're going to join the hot ones elite. So going into this phone call, I'm thinking they're going to order like five or bottles, you know, cool. No problem. Could rock that out somehow, some way, no big deal. They ordered 36,000. And at the time I was literally my only employee. 36,000 bottles. Oh, and one more thing. Zach had six weeks to get it shipped across the country to Hot Ones HQ. Like me, you might be asking, why such a large order and why the rush? A company like Heatness partners with Hot Ones every season to exclusively bring paid subscribers the sauces featured on the show. So Zach couldn't just provide the few bottles of sauce needed per episode. He's fulfilling a massive order for new fans who are going to watch that season of the show and haven't even tried the sauce. Plus that exclusivity means for a certain time period, Zach could not sell Teacot Masala on his own website. You could only get it through a Heatonist subscription. And lastly, if the order was even a day late, not only would Teacot Masala not be featured at all, 
but it could send production of Hot Ones itself into a tailspin. And Zack said he could have been solely responsible for the program missing a whole season. So if he wanted the masses to get hooked on his sauce, Zack had to play ball, and quickly. And to do that, he needed to partner with a co-packer, an established business whose sole purpose is to fulfill large quantities like this for smaller companies. But hiccups in manufacturing and the fulfillment of important things like large ingredient quantities, glass bottles, and labels led to a near catastrophe of missing that deadline. So eventually, Zach drove a pallet of 36,000 bottles of Teacot Masala cross-country to Hot Ones himself. Season 15 of Hot Ones featuring High Desert's Teacot Masala debuted on the web in the summer of 2021. Big names like Matt Damon, Ed Sheeran, Olivia Rodrigo, and Elijah Wood were all seen eating Zach's sauce. And the dream of every craft hot sauce maker had become Zach's reality, going literally from homeless to hot ones in just a handful of years. So by me telling my story, letting people know where I come from, maybe that'll help them realize that they could do something different to their lives. People that I talk to, like, hey, man, you inspired me to get sober because of your story. And that that itself is the most rewarding thing that I could accomplish with this company. Brian and Zach are now good friends. And on the week I spoke with both of them, they had actually just collaborated on a sauce together. So I asked Brian what Zach's story means to America's hot sauce culture in general. It's the tried and true, like, American story, you know? Like, he's the living definition of it. He came from nothing and made an amazing company, and that's just because, like, he doesn't give up. He's faced a lot of hardship. He just keeps on treading forward. And if you just believe in yourself enough and believe in your product enough, I mean, you can do anything. And Zach's just living proof of it. This episode of Looped in Chicago was hosted by me, Jim Hankey, and produced and edited by myself, Ariel Ravenay, and Lizzie Baumgartner. Be sure to subscribe to the show on the Odyssey app or wherever you listen, and also follow us on social media at WBBM Podcasts. We'll keep you looped in again right here next week. See you soon. <laughs>